0: Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.
1: Sports Radio 610 presents The Drive with Sterner and Hughley With the biggest stories of the day, it's the big
2: three at three. Number one. one.
1: All right. Uh, as we uh, later on here in the show get the updated and official injury report, we'll uh, we'll pass that along to you. But we have uh, got some reports out there. Uh, Laramie Tunzel, who missed practice yesterday uh, with an illness, um, Lovey Smith said that he would be all right and be ready to go, when he is back at practice, which is good. But uh, Clint Texans' corner Steven Nelson foot. He did not practice. He was working on a side field with a trainer, but still wasn't at practice. Also not practicing Clint. Uh Derek Stingley Jr., Damon Damian Pierce, the running back, Nico Collins with the foot, and Justin McRae. Those are uh those are big keys. So a little bit better as uh, Laramie Tunzel returned. Also Brandon Cook's return. We'll get into a bit, but still your two starting corners. Um, haven't been on the practice field and they're they're missing Wednesday and Thursday. Obviously Damian Pierce we felt like he he may be out and then your number 2 receiver Nico Collins is out and and we've been talking about Clint this the way that they were able to play last week against Dallas both offensively and defensively. But well, this is a tall order if they're going to have these guys out of the game.
2: Yeah, I mean, look, they're just razor thin, um, and and they got guys playing out of position. I mean, when I look at this, Tremont Smith is, look, I think I think Tremont Smith is is a good enough corner to start in the NFL. I, I think he, and I'm not basing that off of what happened last week. Look, last week, uh, one of the interceptions, I don't remember the first one, but the, one of them was was thrown right right I at him. him yeah. Um, but but there's, um, I do think he is a, a talented dude that can that can bump into a starting role in Lovey's defense and be somewhat protected with the amount of zone that they play and be just fine. Tremont Smith will be fine. The problem is, is you got Tremont Smith on one side and you got Desmond King on the other. I think Desmond King is playing out of position again, can be, will be fine, can be fine because Lovey Smith will be able to protect him and, and, and naturally protect him with, a, with the, the amount of zone defenses that they run. Um, and and a savvy player like Desmond King can can not only survive but have success uh, on the outside in in a in a predominantly zone defense, and and he can lean on his instincts and lean on his experience and, and be okay. Tavier Thomas in, in the slot, I, I think, is a problem every week. It's it's definitely a problem. Yeah. This week, you got Miko Hardeman coming back. You've got Kadarius Tony coming back. you got you got got uh, Travis Kelsey, obviously. So whether you're whether he's covering tight ends or, or strong side or, or slot side, uh, Tavier Thomas is going to be a dude that I believe Kansas City absolutely targets in a major major way underneath in, in any kind of man if they catch him, but definitely throughout the game in in zone. So uh, that that's what I think they've got to go with. Right? So, the problem is is beyond that. What are they gonna do if somebody goes down? Now I would expect nah, I would yeah, I mean look, scary I, part, I yeah. would expect the Texans to make an announcement that they're going to bring up one, if not two, hell being honest, corners, uh cover defenders um before this week's game. Definitely one. There's no way they go into battle with the Kansas City Chiefs with Tremont Smith, Desmond King, Tavier Thomas as their three cover guys. That's what they got right now. They're three cover guys. Any any way you slice it, that's that's what they have. So if a corner and goes the, down, and the
1: Chiefs will primarily have at least four guys running out in routes. Oh well, well, look, let, know, let, let's
2: let, let's be transparent here, and we can talk about this tomorrow a little bit more as we get closer to the ball game. Andy Reid <laughs> and Eric enemy and Pat, Hol- oh, Pat Holmes. Pat, that, was one, that was my dude in Baytown, one of the oh, best. Pat Holmes. High- Pat Holmes. That was it. He went to, ended up in Kansas playing baseball. Did he? Yep. A little Jayhawk action, but anyway, good, 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 good great man. dude, good player. No, let me rephrase that. Great player, better dude. Um, but nonetheless, those guys—Pat Mahomes, Andy Reid, Eric Bieniemy—they're looking at the same depth chart we're looking at. Going, these cats are fixing to trying to cover us. I don't care if they play zone deeper than the deepest. We're fixing to torch these guys. So. Look, I, it, it doesn't. It doesn't matter what they do. They're they're going to go after these dudes, and and they're going to keep them in ten personnel. They're going to keep them in eleven personnel. Yeah, primarily, they run eleven. Oh yeah, they, they're going they're going to keep them in it. Show, and they, they're going to go empties. They're going to go elevens. They're going to go jets. They're gonna, they're going to do it all to force the Texans to play the majority of the ball game in some kind of nickel or dime defense. And it, what the problem is is now they can it, run out of it too. I mean, well, the, the biggest problem show is with this personnel. You like you now. Now Lovey's in a predicament of where you go. Okay, do I play man or do I play zone? Like I, I don't. I, the personnel wise, you won't, you've only got a couple of cover guys that can cover that can cover an average receiver in the league. Yeah, you know that you trust in those situations in terms of man to man. Now if Lovey's going to sit back in zone, you stay. You just torch him underneath. And, and, and I I just think Kansas City is going to force. Houston into a position where they've got extra DBs on the field and they don't have extra DBs. Yeah, that's that's, that's the, the problem. May, yeah. They don't have them healthy. Like
1: their extra DBs may be hopefully someone they're pulling off the practice squad, or it may be Eric Murray.
2: That's what I'm saying. So what what I mean? go, or, or, if they or go MJ four, Stewart. If they go four wideouts, if they go four wideouts, you're gonna get you're gonna get Eric Murray or, in or Petrie in zone. I mean in man. On that fourth receiver, maybe even the third receiver, right? If if they go if they go four wideouts and you say okay we're gonna play zone, then you're gonna get Tavier Thomas in space underneath. Probably Eric Murray would be your dime defender. You're, you're gonna have him in space underneath, and that's that's gonna be the defense. I mean that that's. Boy, that's that's going to be tough sledding for Lovey Smith and, and defensively and what they do. And they've act- got to activate a couple of guys oh, to cover, no question. You're right.
1: That, that like you said, we can talk more about it tomorrow when we get in depth with it. But yeah, that, I mean, we knew that the, that the Chiefs were going to create some issues for them, but now with the injuries, this this takes it up to a, a whole nother level. If Steven Nelson, I mean, I mean, this is two days in a row, right? Wednesday and Thursday, Steven Nelson yeah. and Stingley aren't practicing. Yep. Uh, so you know that that's one. Also, um, uh, the uh, defensive line coach talked about Jonathan Grenard. Uh, said they're taking it day by day. I, I thought he would be back by, down, by now. The way they hinted, I thought he played last week. He, we'll see if he plays this week. Uh, but he is somebody, Clint. Much like we said about Stingley, he's just, you got like we got to start seeing him on the field and seeing him get reps against against teams. A little bit with Stingley, you want him to have these challenges because he's not playing the NFL. but... Well, I mean, Jonathan Grenard, to me I don't believe in just let's shut him down. No, he's got to get on the field. This is uh I mean, look, this I think is worse I think, last year I think young
2: players that are going to be here long-term that have missed a chunk of the season need to get healthy and play. I mean, the playing time is is valuable. Um you it, it, Lord knows that I'm a believer in taking advantage of every opportunity you can to get better. Um and if you've missed a chunk of the season at this point in time, Yes, getting back on the field, getting that experience as a young player is one thing. Proving that you can go through a rehab process, get back on the field, be the same caliber player you were before you got hurt, and then take care of yourself and stay healthy. Are you injury prone, or did you just have a couple of hangups? Right when you when we when we look at Grenard and Stingley, both of those guys have have a, a little bit of a history. Yeah. I mean, both of those history, guys need to get back on the field. And get healthy, like Damian Pierce. This is the first time he's had anything. He's he's battled through a lot of issues. Could probably battle through this one if if they were in some kind of playoff hunt. I've seen enough, right? These other guys that have missed a chunk. Hey man, get prove that you can get back on the field so that you don't miss eight games instead of of four. So that you don't miss twelve games instead of six. You know that that kind of thing. That kind of thing's important for a couple of these guys. Yeah, so
1: we'll we'll see how it goes there. But Jonathan Grenard, that's one to keep an eye on to see if he he plays because he's got they've got four more left. He's got to get on the field.
2: Big three and three, number two.
1: All right, Thursday night football. And this Come is on. a this is a big one in the NFC West. Uh the Niners can just end this thing uh if they get their sixth straight win. They are on the road at Seattle tonight Clint and the big story right now is, Bro- is Brock Purdy their rookie uh quarterback their third string quarterback for the 49ers who's played so well since he's been asked to come in after the injury to Jimmy G uh they're not sure if he's going to go he's listed as questionable uh with it an o- oblique and rib issues uh is expected potentially to start but he is listed as questionable this ought to be a a, a good a good game but the way the Niners are playing Clint uh, this uh, this is one to really watch because I think they are they are one of the real contenders in the NFC.
2: Oh, absolutely, show. I mean, there's there's no doubt about it. There's big time storylines here. This game is huge for Seattle. It's in Seattle. They're sitting right now as the first team out of the playoffs with the Giants and, and the Washington Commanders, both at seven and five, just ahead of them. And uh, Detroit, the Detroit Lions. You heard me right. I didn't stutter. Detroit Lions are nipping at the, the, the tail of of, uh, of the Seattle Seahawks in terms of uh of getting in the playoffs potentially. So it's huge for Seattle. Um and then you get over to San Francisco and and they look they they are roster-wise one of the best rosters if not the best roster in in all of football. The quarterback league has 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 been a topic of conversation even when Garoppolo was healthy. Now Brock Purdy has been uh of the quarterbacks that have thrown 50 plus balls, of the quarterbacks that have that that started last week. I mean this dude is is uh is has put up as good a numbers as anybody out there. And if you watch the highlight reel, it has looked as good as anybody out there and, and you're, the, so you're impressed by yeah, it, anyway. yeah, 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 yeah. I, I'm I'm impressed with it. Understanding look, understanding how powerful having a great supporting cast is and how powerful having a Hell, not A, maybe Maybe the, the the sharpest weapon in the game as far as a polo on the sideline calling plays in Shanahan. Understanding all of that, yeah, I'm stoked about Brock Purdy. I think Brock Purdy, if you listen to his teammates speak now about him, if you listen to Shanahan, hell, and if, and if you look at how much of the playbook, they said the playbook last week was fully open, wide open for Brock Purdy. Didn't have to hold back wow. one bit. And, and uh, playing fast, and, and I'm just telling you, show like – I mean this dude was a 7th round draft pick mystery relevant but he's playing like he's a 10 year vet and has the 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 uh the pelts on the wall to to go out there and just play free play with your hair on fire I, I mean
1: it's interesting to watch because the Niners they were my Super Bowl pick to get out of yep, the NFC Yep now, that, now they're on the third quarterback so you, you feel right. a little <laughs> different but it'll be interesting to watch because what what we saw last week Yeah that's not just good enough for them to get to the Super Bowl. That's good enough for them to win it. Like, well, if they got that play. sure. Well, it's a wonder the next four weeks are we going to see that type of Brock Purdy or do we see a step back oh, that yeah, we understand yeah. that why he was the last pick of the draft? Look, Because if they get anywhere close to what they got last week, Oh, they, they can go through Philly. Yeah. Cowboys. Well, there's, Vikings. there's
2: there's two things. Look, the Tampa Bay Buccaneer defense is not what it what it was. It, it what we thought it was gonna be to start the season. There's a couple guys over there key players that look like they've enjoyed that Super Bowl run a little bit too much and gained about twenty pounds. And, and they they ain't they ain't the same caliber player. That defense over like a couple of injuries, that defense overall is not is not as impressive as we once thought Tampa Bay's defense was gonna be. So I, I don't wanna put I don't wanna put too much um into one ball game but being Brock Purdy seventh round draft pick first start that was awfully impressive and I think that I think the conversations it was impressive enough to where the conversation one starts with exactly what you just said can they do it over a four or five game stretch right but number two the the, the conversation quickly turns to can Brock Purdy is Brock Purdy better than Jimmy Garoppolo and look, I know we've talked about Jimmy. Look, I mean, Jimmy wins a lot of ball games, but but I think tangibly Jimmy leaves a lot to be desired. I think that's why they tried to ship him up out of town. I think that's why there wasn't a whole lot of takers when he was injured. But nonetheless, it, we're having a conversation after a seventh rounder started one ball game of is he better than one one of quarterback? Is is he the winningest quarterback right now in terms of career, like the percentage of games that he's won? Uh, I don't know. I mean, the number of games that he's won that he started, it's way up there. It. I don't know what it is. I don't think – I'm just talking about the guys that are active. Yeah, I don't know if it's higher than Mahomes. Good point. There's, yeah. You're right, you're right. There's a couple yeah, guys yeah. that have – So, so th- anyway, you get my point. It's like that's the guy we're comparing Brock Purdy to. And, and if you watch Brock Purdy move around, and if you watch Brock Purdy throw the football, I think he moves better, and I think he's got a looser arm with the ability to make more big-time throws. Now, Willie, I don't know. We'll see. Um, but I think there's an upside there that could could prove to be better than Jimmy Garoppolo fairly quickly.
1: They got they got at Seattle versus Washington. That's a good defense to to kind of gauge how he is against them. At uh, at uh, Vegas, pass rushers. Their secondary is not good, and then the Cardinals. Yep, so that's what they finished. Yeah, they they most definitely. That's the one to watch. Is is he good enough? To get them to, are they in the same spot they were with Jimmy? Because with Jimmy was there, I thought, okay, they can get to some. If he if he can play at that level in there, there, that's that's the one thing to watch. Show this forward. is
2: a perfect example of how powerful a supporting cast and a a play caller is. You 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 threw in the last dude that was drafted last year at Iowa State. And he and he's and if he balls out, and he balled out for one game. If he continues for and several it, games here, and he boy, what a testament to having. And he played, a, and uh, he played a, most of the game against the Dolphins. Yeah, fair. in
1: which he he you know played well as well.
2: Big three at three, number three.
1: Oh god, one of your favorites, Clint. Uh, Cowboys owner Jerry Jones says to uh, stand by. On Odell Beckham Jr.
2: Decision. I don't have time to have a bad time. You know Jerry's gonna keep this thing in the media. He meeting, ain't closing man.
1: the door. He said uh, he told uh, the, the, he told uh, people at the uh, Four Seasons of Dallas, in which Clint has had a great time before, uh, this thing could break. Keep an eye on it. This thing could break. What is, they just signed T. Y. Hilton. You think you think he you think the door is still seriously open on him? Or is this just a, I, is this I think, a ploy? I, you think it's seriously open?
2: I, I both. I, I I think this is a ploy to keep that star on on Sports yes, Center. I, I, I think it's it's free advertisement when that star rolls across that ticker every time Jerry says something. Um, Jerry doesn't go on the radio and and do TV interviews and meet with the media twenty four seven because he wants to. He does it because it is free advertising, folks, and people hang on every word that he says. So yeah, I, I think he's doing a little bit of that. But but I, 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 look, I do believe that there is a. There is a there's serious interest in, in Jerry Jones and Odell Beckham Jr. getting together in twenty twenty three. After this year. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it'd be interesting to watch. I just boy, I'm gonna roll out there. They got TY Hilton. Like, hell I guess he'd be that's a hell of a top four. I mean, depending on how they are health wise, T Y Hilton if you had T Y Hilton and, and Odell Beckham to to that crew that they already have with, with C D. Lamb and uh Michael Gallup, but I don't know when they I, I guess for me I just assume when they signed uh TY Hilton that that,
2: that thing was over. But
1: Jerry said, "Huh, oh, hold on now. Just uh just watch. This thing could
2: break soon." Jerry's going hey, he's going to get the he's going to get the juice out of that squeeze now. Yeah, he is. He is. He
1: got him on there. They they kicking Every off the Every last lot of shows. drop. All right. Um uh something that I predicted had real potential to happen is happening and not only happening, but happening at a major much major much bigger rate than I thought it was going to happen. We'll discuss that coming up. next.
0: We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch.
1: Boys Radio six ten presents the Drive with Sterner and Hughley. I swear to you, this is not one where I want to be right, Clinton and Tyler and the listeners. This is this is the, the Drive family. This is not one that I want to be right on. Okay. I said earlier, boy, as this season was coming down to it, and Clint uh, first questioned and wondered, "Hey man, I think AM's going to be bowl eligible." when this thing that, that that snowball start rolling downhill and then it was clear oh hell no they ain't gonna be bowl eligible we're done and then we start seeing how it was happening and how bad the offense looked and i said man i'm i'm a little nervous man i i, I feel like they they could have a ton of people entering into the uh into the old transfer portal like it they does could, piss me off They could have a lot of people wanting to bounce up out of there because of how this thing went and issues that jimbo's having and players are having issues and, and players are being benched for wearing things on their arms and stuff I'm like, well, I, I feel like he could get hit. Maybe somebody should have slapped him. Uh, well, yesterday, Texas A&M freshman, it's a, uh, it's a defensive back. Oh, smoke buoy announced on IG that he is entering the transfer portal and Clinton Tyler. I know you know this already. Tyler. The Aggies have had 22 scholarship players enter the portal or announce that they plan to in the last month. Twenty-two. Listen, I thought this could be a possibility, and we've seen some, like Tyler. You know, there there have been some high-profile ones. There's some some five stars, yeah, that have rolled through. Clint, I thought this might be an issue for them. I mean, we're sitting. Hell, it's we hadn't even started a bowl game yet, and it's and and. And they got 22 saying they're up out of here. Yeah, for,
2: is- for me, that's that's the deal. The, the immediate question is what in the hell is Jimbo Fisher and Texas A&M waiting on? I mean, you got 22 players that have entered or announced that the, uh, the, they're planning to enter the portal, as you Clown said. X. Five of those players, five of those players were from their record-setting recruiting class last year. Five of those guys entered. Oh, the, are they? Five, five for- of them. Oh, yeah, no. five of them from that record-setting uh, oh. class last year have entered the portal. And now, I see reports this morning. I haven't seen if it's official or not. But Bobby Petrino had been had been uh, linked to possibly being the Texas A&M choice at offensive coordinator. Uh, he's going to UNLV with Barry Odom, who was the former Missouri head coach. He was at Arkansas as a defensive coordinator. He just took the UNLV job. And Bobby's going out there. Reportedly, Bobby's going out there to UNLV with uh, Barry Odom. Now... That's not to say that if A and M wanted by Petrino, they couldn't go out there and buy every damn bit of that contract. I would out think, of UNL- right? uh, I'm talking about even out of UNLV, Yeah, or oh, even now. Um, it, it, you know, I, but but what are we waiting on? Like for to me, to me, I figured some guys would bounce. I mean, anytime you have that much disappointment in a season, guys are going to bounce, right? A lot of the backup quarterbacks are going to bounce. A lot of guys that are sophomores and juniors that that didn't play, uh, they're going to bounce. Um, you're going to lose. I mean, I, I would imagine in, in a record setting class like that, whether you don't want or lost, you were going to lose a couple of those guys anyway, cause they didn't pan out to be the four or five star that they expected to be. You weren't able to, to give them the play in time that you guaranteed them. You weren't able to give them their number. You weren't able to do all this and all that. And so they're going to bounce. But this is, this is alarming. I mean, the, 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 the most alarming part of it is, is I'm concerned that Jimbo Fisher sitting up there in college station going, it ain't the system. It ain't the system. We Let just, me think about we it. We just beat LSU. We just beat the number five team in the country with all of our youngsters playing, with 18 youngsters playing, whatever the hell it is, he says. And then it was just better execution, better execution. We won. I, I just I, I, I hope and pray for all my Aggie friends out there. I hope and pray that that's not what Jimbo Fisher is doing. But if he's not, if that's not what he's doing, why is he dragging his feet? You, I mean, you're A&M. But it feels like you I, off think off the that's top the fix. My, you
1: feel, it absolutely. Like that's the fix? Absolutely. You don't think it's Jimbo? You don't I, think it's Jimbo that, that people are trying to get away from?
2: Well, yeah, no, yeah, no, I, I think that Jimbo is a major problem up there. But when there's a major problem and folks have had a – the worst thing you can do is sit steady. The worst no, thing you can do is sit there and go, no, nah, we're just going to keep on keeping on. So all y'all that are pissed – you can go on jump in the portal. You can go on move on. You like that? Like we
1: don't like it. We're coming on. Get
2: used to it. There's no because what that does. All these dudes jumping in the portal, right? One of them's from right here at North Shore High School, right? Last year, five-star cornerback. One of the top corners coming out, right? You don't that guy leaving A and M is going to impact other North Shore Mustangs. Oh, absolutely. Now I'm not saying it's going to keep them from going to A and M. I'm not. gonna I mean, K runs a, a great program at North Shore. They're, they're, if guys want to go to A and M, they're going to go to A and M. I'm just saying when you start. Players start bouncing and, and these guys are bouncing from A and M and they were they were a year they're a year removed. They were a big man on campus at North Shore, which I'll argue is as good as any high school program in the country relative to putting out uh D one prospects. Like that you can't you can't just let that hang. You can't just let that marinate. Like you you you've got to go out there and make big time moves in today's College football now, unless, like I said, what I'm scared of is Jimbo sitting up there and he's done convinced some folks that it ain't his system, it ain't him. Look, Jameis Winston won a national championship in his system. Look, I've had a lot of success in the Kellen Mine did just fine in his system. That I hope for all my Aggie friends out there that that's not what's going on because I'm telling you, there's always in college football, there's always going to be an excuse. Well, we're young. Well, our quarterback's a freshman inexperienced. Well, our offensive, four of our five offensive linemen left and went to the league. The so four we're replacing them with are inexperienced players. But now, look, now what are you going to do? you will going to give him another year because he's had two top-tier cornerbacks bounce? Like, what, what program in America can survive a five-star bouncing? And I don't know what this kid, I think it was a four-star out of Georgia. But you, you know you th- those kind of dudes are bouncing out of your program. So what are we going to do next year when you're losing ball games because of your defense? All of a sudden, oh, give them another year, man. They're young on defense. Like those are problems that the comparable programs. And when I say this is a compliment, when I say comparable programs, I'm talking about the typical LSU programs. Maybe not the last couple of years, but the typical LSU programs, the Alabama's, the Georgias, right? They they. They re they they rebuild quickly. I'm not gonna say they reload because I think there's only a handful of guys that can actually just reload and lose that kind of talent. But they have the ability to. Re, there's always going to be some BS excuse that Jimbo Fisher can blame it on. And at the end of the day, his system is archaic. I his agree. system is it it, it's, it. it is not going to attract players to play in it, and it's not going to be the reason. That they go out there and win ballgames.
1: I agree with you. I, I just wonder at this point of right now of what we're seeing, twenty two of these guys. I wonder if they had brought in Bobby Petrino two weeks ago or a week ago, if they brought in uh Garrett, Garrett Riley, yep. the OC at TCU, which his name has been rumored around there, would that have stopped this twenty two? Oh, I I don't know. Would that I mean, have look, stopped I, no, or would I, that look, have stopped the deal? No. I I think that is the fix. But like what you said, this is alarming 22 yeah five from the from the last class and I'm wondering how much the new OC which I I, I hope Jimbo at least sees it. the new OC that will change I wonder how much that has to do with the change of them losing this right now like I I, I don't I, I don't know how much they would have Bobby Petrino or, or Riley would affect some of these guys wanting to stay here. Like I, I, I think I think they've run it well, away I'm from gonna Jimbo. Tell you,
2: like Chris Marshall, the, the big time yeah. freshman receiver, one of him and Evan Stewart, and right? Evan Stewart, yeah. and Evan Stewart stayed in trouble. So there, they he. I don't know that he's completely out of the woods in terms of of yeah. bouncing either. But but like if I'm if I'm one of those guys, father or mother, and I'm sitting there going, okay, like forget the trouble you got into. I'm just sitting here looking at the situation and going, can my can now you can leave for free. Right, other other people will pay you to leave. Do do, do I really want my? Does my son, who's a, a big time player, do I really want him to stay in this system with a coach that doesn't that can't see the force for his tree, the, the, the trees because uh, of his system, and he and he's had some 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 success, you know, ten years ago. Um, do I really want to stay there? Right, that's the comp. Now you you hire Bobby Petrino. The one thing, the one reason that Bobby Petrino is still a coach and still valuable is his system recruits itself. <laughs>
1: I'm sorry, would you say his name every time I see him? All I can see
2: the neck brace, and that scarred up face. Up the, I'm just telling you, brace. like man, I mean, like you, you, when, when, when Bobby Petrino is is the offensive mind behind your your team, it, it recruits itself. I mean, especially at the wide receiver position, especially at the, at the skill player position, recruits itself. I mean, it's just.
1: All right, I, all right. We gotta, go. cause I, I do have a, I, I do have a question to that. And late last night, as I was a, well, I was just about to go to bed, I'd finished up watching Fleischman's in Trouble. Great show. Topic came to my mind as I tried to cut the TV off. Something just was thrown to me that uh, that I want to talk to you all about. All of that coming up next. Sports Radio Six Ten presents the Drive with Sterner and Hughley. All right. Here's my question, I, and, and, and Tyler, you can jump into this and you can speak to this as much because Clint was like, "Hey, man, you got, you got to And I don't I, do. They've got to, they've got to make some moves to slow this train down. But better hope so. But the thought of bringing in Bobby Petrino, all right. You know what your offense is, and you said like, if you're a parent or a kid, and you say, "All right, I don't know, I can't deal it, I cannot stay in this archaic offense." All right, bam. All right, he's brought in Garrett Riley from TCU. All right, and know it's going to be something different. Maybe the guy from uh, from uh, from, uh, from uh, San Antonio. Their score, they score a ton. They they seem to be a cutting edge. Somebody like that, he does that. Are you sure, if you're a parent or a player that's been around Jimbo, are you confident that Jimbo's just going to give give somebody the offensive keys, and that this thing is completely going to change? Give them. The keys, like to me in my mind, if I'm a parent, I would like to think that if Garrett Riley was going to leave TCU, the team that he has, that he has helped get into the college football playoff and go to AM, that it is because he is going to have full autonomy of that offense. But I don't know. Are you confident that Jimbo's going to give that up? Cause, I mean, because that seems to be based on the decision. All right, all right, cool. All right, now I know. All right, I, I'm getting, I'm getting out of this archaic offense. I just, I just don't know if Jimbo is, is enough of. Not enough of a control freak to give that up.
2: Yeah, look, I mean, I, I think that's I think that's always a question. But the, what I, the one thing about Jimbo that that I, I will say that I, I can appreciate about Jimbo is Jimbo's not afraid to bring young players in and put them on the field. I, 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 Jimbo strikes me as a guy that's always going to play his best players for the most part. Now, unless I'm not talking about game to game where they they're they're doing crazy stuff in the locker room post game and they're wearing things that he told them specifically not to wear. You got to you got to create some kind you got to have some kind of discipline and agree or disagree with the arm sleeve and and how, what it got to ultimately he's disciplining his team. Okay, that's fine. But I'm talking about he has no problem putting youngsters on the field. And that's my biggest concern as a parent for me if I'm a parent of a player is my son goes somewhere Especially if, if my son was one of these cats like Evan Stewart or Chris Marshall or like one of these one of these like super special cats, they go somewhere and the coach wants to prove a point about freshmen don't play, rookies don't know what they don't know. They came no no I need you to get them on the field, and the th- Jimbo does that like I, I think Jimbo's always going to have his finger on the pulse of the team in terms of playing the best players. Will he turn the offense completely over if he hires a young coordinator or or any coordinator for that matter? I think that's a gamble. I think what you risk is the minute that something doesn't something doesn't smell just right is him trying to take that thing back over. Um, but but to me, show that's a whole different like as I said from the jump. Like I'm more worried about this thing from a Texas A&M. What the hell are you waiting on? type of deal like this is not like the the climate of college football I've said this a million times like a coach can tear a program down in 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 six months it used to take a coach three four years they said Steve Spurrier played golf in the offseason and didn't recruit for about three years before South Carolina fell apart right I mean it, it, it would take you it would take you two years three years for a coach that had a good program for that program to start showing signs of the coach not doing work or, or something not working, man. In 2022, there's programs out there where, and a and M's one of them right now where you got big time players leaving. That's going to impact you next month. Uh, like, absolutely. Like that's, that's the part to me show here is the, is the man. I mean, you walking around beating on your chest cause you got $90 million worth of a buyout and because you're college station and you got this, you got that man. This is 2022. Nobody, no coach alive knows how to navigate these waters, and no coach in the business right now has rougher waters to navigate than Jimbo Fisher. Nobody. There's not one coach. Dabo Sweeney, disappointing year. Not what Jimbo Fisher's dealing with. You know what I mean? Dabo's I, I, in the Orange Bowl. I mean, yeah, yeah. You you look at you look at some of these schools that had down years, um, and fell out. Whew. They ain't nowhere near what Jimbo's dealing with, and so we're fixing to find out. Especially if Jimbo sits there, stands pat with his guys, and 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 doesn't 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 make a big time splash hire, we're gonna find out how long how long it takes for the wheels to come off, he's, and and how quickly um, you a, a team can feel and will feel the transfer portal.
1: Yeah, he's got he's got he's got to get somebody in there, but he's got to find whatever the hell it was. In which he got all them kids to come near. like whatever that was. He's got to find it because because they're bouncing. Well, they're, now they're, in
2: his defense, in Tyler, Texas, every time it happens, uh, the, the, I mean, he's got he's getting dudes now, but I get some back. Tyler, I mean, yeah, you lose one five star, two more takes its place. Well, you know? I don't know if they're catching him at just, that rate. No, he, he's getting some guys. I but. mean, they still he's still recruiting them, and and look, let's be honest, a good chunk of the twenty twenty two, I mean, of the twenty two players that are leaving a good chunk of them are guys. It's happening at every every organization, every program. Like, Arkansas had high teens, I think, enter the transfer portal. And maybe, maybe two of them are guys that you look at and you go, man, that, that one hurts a little bit. That stings. Yeah. You know? Now, it's different at A&M because you've got, like I said, five of last year's record-setting class, five freshmen have bounced, have entered the transfer portal. So – it's it's obviously going to impact A and M and Jimbo Fisher, uh, different. But the the number that that scares me is the five, not necessarily the twenty two. There's a lot of teams the that five have five from the class. Yes, yes, and and their the freshmen that have played, right? I mean, you look at the twenty two. I bet there's ten of them that were four stars from that from sophomore year and are older, over. And, and they played, they played twenty snaps last year. They played five percent of the snaps last year. Like, that's gonna hurt you depth wise, but at AM it shouldn't, it shouldn't even you shouldn't even feel it. Places like Arkansas, like we feel it. You know, we 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 lose we lose fifteen players and it impacts our depth in a major way. A and M with, with top rated classes lined up and the ability to go out there and replenish through the portal the way that they can replenish, it, it, they shouldn't even feel it.
1: Yeah, but it but but to the point you made earlier, it does hurt. Areas that maybe those kids have come
2: from. Oh, oh, yeah, no, now what, that, what, that, I no, no. So what I'm saying is, down the th- line, this this 2022 climate of college football should impact Texas A&M a lot less than it does the mid level Arkansas and and Missouris and and things of that nature, right? The fact of the matter is, what's going on at A&M is totally different. Yep. they're going to feel what the hell's going on. It's just how quickly do they fix it and whatever they do to fix it can they can they keep this recruiting top top 3 top 5 recruiting class thing going on and then they'll be all right if not whew, sit sitting pat yeah i don't know if they i don't know show that's that's scary it. man it'd it. be a shame it's
1: not good it's not good praying for you Tyler and the rest of Yaggies i need all your prayers i know it man i'll give it to you all right uh last night
2: man you prayed pray for it. me today Tyler yeah. I did not today. But I haven't prayed for anyone yet today. I mean, what so. may – oh, okay. Wow. Okay. Oh. You, hadn't, you hadn't you hadn't done your prayer. I haven't pray. talked okay. to
1: the big man quite yet. You thought he just let? I thought he, he just, just left, left me out. out for one reason. Nah,
2: man, I'm, I'm uh, going to pray for you later on.
1: <laughs> the way he said it, so matter of fact, I have not. Nah. I have not. No, so I'm, wa- I'm watching – I'm shutting down tonight. Shutting it down. And uh, about ready to – you know, I load the dishwasher at night, load the dishwasher, shutting it down. And I look up, and they in uh, sports centers on, and then they go, "There's a story. Here's a story with Ryan Clark about the the young rookie the young rookie cornerbacks that has taken the NFL by storm. And then they go through a whole highlight package, and Ryan Clark's going and breaking it down, and he goes and he goes, "This thing is led by Sauce Gardner, Sauce Gardner." Who's played in an all-pro level? He's got, he leads the league in pass breakups with 16, two interceptions, and he has allowed uh the Jets to be able to play any kind of defense they want because he could take a take away uh a team's best receivers. Although also he had two games against Justin Jefferson and Tyreek Hill, and when he covered them, he held them to two catches for 14 yards. That was very impressive when you heard that. Then he starts to move on. Oh, the next one. Tyreek Woolen. We'll see him tonight. He plays for uh, the the, Seattle. uh, For the, uh, I was about to say, the Niners. The Seahawks, yeah. He leads the NFL with six interceptions, 13 pass breakups. The fifth round pick. The fifth round pick has really come on to be one of the best young corners in football. Then he said Jack Jones. Bill Belichick has found his next guy. Fourth round pick. Got him a couple of picks. Got him a pick six against. Uh, Aaron Rodgers and helped him to win the game and has, uh, has, has uh, six pass breakups this year and has been a big, big big piece of their defense. Then it went off and then they started showing some other corners that were rookies that have been pretty good. Still no Derrick Steen. Clint, I it, listen, we talk about whoever the next quarterback is that they've got a find and put the right person with them they've got it they've got to make sure they do that with whoever is going to be running this defense for the next several years clint they have to like the excuse if 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 Derek stingley isn't good it's got to be because Derek stingley went out there and just got beat and he ain't good and he can't play and we watched it it can't be because Derek stingley is not being put in the position to, to, uh, to, to show what he can do. It can't be, like, this pick has to work. The third pick in the draft, especially, and some may say it's unfair, but especially seeing what the guy behind him is doing thus far. This pick has to work, and they have got to find somebody to at least put him in a place where we can see if it can work. He's got to be, he can't be sitting here mentioned, not mentioned over a fourth and fifth round pick. And that's regardless of the four, now probably five games he's missed. But man, that the we, they can't be doing highlight packages about well, this rookie class of corners and he not be included in it.
2: Yeah, I mean I look we talked about this I think draft night. For me, I mean you see Derek Stingley go and, and I was calling him the key. Like this is the dude that's gonna right? open, this is the dude that's gonna open up the playbook for Lovey Smith and and he's done nowhere near. Now I, I don't think he's done nowhere near because he can't. I think he's done nowhere near because Lovey um has not has not adjusted. Uh, and and allowed and been aggressive and allowed him to be put in position to make plays or not make plays. I mean, really, the only time that I think he really stood out was against Denver when when uh, Cortland Sutton was was having a day against him, which is fine. He, look, he's a, he's a rookie. He's he's a rookie uh, defensive back. Got to go out there. and ch- right. You got to get challenged in order to make plays. And and so, um, I, yeah, I, I just I think. I don't know how Nick Casario sits here and watches this bunch from a draft perspective and looks at Kenyon Green struggling, Derek Stingley Jr. struggling, and the way those guys are being used and goes, man, this is good stuff. Like, there's no doubt about it. Derek Stingley, that's why Derek Stingley needs to come back. Well, Derek Stingley needs to come back and at the very least prove that he can come back from an injury and stay healthy the rest of the year.
1: And that's why it's so important, right? you you, you that, That's right. You talked about it right at the draft night. He is the key. He is the key. And if he is the key, well, hell, you have. It can't be, well, he, he's not in the right positions or he's not being. A, no, if he's the key, if Lovey aren't in there and Miles aren't going to do it or whoever is running this, then you have to get somebody in here that is going to allow him to be that. He's, he has to work and not work. Like for me, Clint, when you look at the history of this organization, I mean, he's got to be at the end of this thing. Like my expectation, where he's picked it. Like he's got to be one of the best corners in the history of the franchise. Well, yeah, yeah. Ideally. I, I mean, I'm just saying, there's no Rod Woodson or Charles Woodson walking around in the history of this franchise. Right. It's Jonathan, Joseph, like he's got to be into that space, and you got to get somebody here that can exploit that.
2: Well, I, look, I, I just you at this point in time, and and you you hope things change, and and, and we'll see what happens, but. At this point in time, you got to really question. Got to what Nick and 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 Lovey Smith, what they were doing on draft night. You got to really question, like, how did you two sit down and decide to use a number three overall pick on Derek Stingley Jr.? Not I don't even care, just a corner, a, a corner with number three overall to play him the way you're to, to come out here and play this style of defense, to come out here and not put him in position to either either win or lose. I mean, hey. I, like I said, Cortland Sutton. When Cortland Sutton went to make a couple of catches, good, good trying. He was find battling out. in the game. That's it. Let's find out. Let's find out who he is. So I, I just, I mean, it's, it's, um, I don't know, show. It's just one of them that's, that's uh, when this thing wraps. I gotta up, get that fixed. If things don't change rather quickly, man, it's, it's gonna be I know fourth it, it, and it, fifth round picks over there being talked about <laughs> him. All right, look, I got a, I got a business plan. And uh, I I got my partner. I I need Pep Hamilton to be my partner. I mean, I got a business plan. It's going to fit him just perfect. And uh, we can both make a little bit of money. I'm going to tell you exactly um, what that business plan is. And I'm going to lay it out for you. Uh, I'll do that next.